It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta, and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 29. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, we have info about the letter from the producer live part 25. We have info about new optional items available on the MOG station and some developers, blog, and tracker. But first, let's shoot the shit. What has been going on this week? Well, my name's first in the notes, so I'm going to go. <laughs> I did uh, I did get Scholar to 57. I accidentally leveled without career day. What were we at? Like 53? 53. We were at 53. I, I tripped and got to 57. That's a lot of run of the airy, by the way. Many, many runs. And then I got like, I don't know, five or six levels on assorted crafting classes. There was a lot of watching TV at the same time, though. I've only got one under 55 at this point, so I am, I'm, I'm, while Ruby's beating me and getting stuff to 60, I think I'm doing pretty good getting stuff up together, so, I don't know. And then, I was pretty excited, our free company crafted what I think was our last airship piece for our fourth airship, so very, very soon we're going to have to hurry up and, we haven't named Airship 3, guys, so we got to get on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then we're going to need another name for airship number four, so... Uh, how about you, Ruby? Oh, uh, let's see. I was kind of doing the same type stuff you've been doing, just working on leveling classes. You know, it's all about coming up with stuff to do in the vast wasteland, right? So um, really wanted to figure out more about how Astrologian worked. I know we've talked quite a bit about the buffs and things that had been changing over time with Astrologian since 3.0 launched. And it was time for me to kind of figure out how that class played. So went out there. um, I think I was just like a 32 or something at the time. And Sin and I just hit it hard. As of tonight, I'm probably half a dungeon from 46. So I've been really pushing it. (laughs) It's so much fun. It's like right now it plays like White Mage, but with more stuff to do. Because you've got the cards, you can buff people. And I've just gotten um, Shuffle. So I've got quite a bit of things I can do with the cards where I can bank it or I can use it for a buff or shuffle it out and do something different with it, which is is great for the downtime because I'm not DPSing quite as much as I would on White Mage, but also at low levels, sometimes you can't afford to DPS as much as you can in the 50 content or 60 content now. Um, So it does help break the monotony, and I feel more like an enhancer than somebody who's doing some debuffs on the mob so it's kind of fun i'm not saying i'm getting rid of white mage but this has been fun to play with so it's been all about astrologian yeah yeah it's been cool um trying to finish my esos week by week one more dungeon maybe ladies after this finish the esos off (laughs) you know so i'll go work on that um i'm just about to finish my red script stuff so i'll have the minor weapon as of this week work my way down from there. And then, um, like Yelta was talking about with the crafting classes, I finished my Carpenter. It's at 60. So now I have Weaver, Armorer, and Blacksmith left. And then it'll be about melding and getting everything up to speed there. So just trying to stay busy. You know how it is. Kariri, what about you? Uh, The same old stuff. We did our A1 Savage, like usual and we're still working towards that Um, but otherwise I got up to about the same stuff you guys have been doing I did some leveling I did some leveling on my bard I did some leveling on my botanist Um, I did I got back into doing my grand company turn-ins I forgot that I actually enjoy doing that in gathering classes I don't know where that went in my brain Um, I capped esoterics for the first time in a very long time so now I I actually was able to um, get my I got my body piece earlier in the week and then I was able to um, get my uh, feet um, just yesterday so that was great and yeah it helped with airship gathering some stuff some materials for our airship stuff and um, just you know helped them move it to the next stages so so yeah I think our free company is pretty excited about the airship stuff going on we definitely need some new names for our new airships though for sure um, Other than that, yeah, I just, I started looking, I really want to get my bard 
to 60, as I've mentioned before. But I keep getting sidetracked by because now I keep looking at my botanist and my fisher. You know, my miner is at 60, but now I'm looking at my botanist. I'm looking at my fisher and it's like they're at 56 and 57. I'm like, I just need to take a weekend and knock it out because it's just it's not going to take that long. I should just do it. So they're all at 60 because I am running out of space on my retainers because <laughs> I have every class has a full set of gear and I have all of them in my inventory or, you know, in my armory chest and I can't wear, I, I have to keep pulling rings off of my retainer and putting back into my inventory um, for, for my miner or, or for my botanist, because I have run out of room for rings on that, on that job um, in my armory. So yeah, I need to get them all to 60. So they'll just all share that crap, but then it'll be, it'll be more useful because I, I want to have them all at 60 for when the airship content comes out um but yeah just staying busy doing stuff and vast wasteland it, there's got to be a light at the end of the tunnel here don't you think it's it's coming it's called airships we're getting there oh you mentioned uh your daily grand company turn-ins well i don't i think i did it last week after we recorded but i became a dirty trader i i left the adders and joined the flames <laughs> But, but there's a reason, and it, I think my reason is valid. Mama needs all the minions. And I, oh, and yeah. I, yeah, so I went through the ranks, and that actually was very enjoyable. You know, I had a reason to go and do the daily Grand Company turn-ins, even though I was capped at my gathering classes at 60. But, you know, I need those points and whatever. And and then that also, you know, counts as your overall completion for your challenge log. They need to put the challenge log in my face more. I really, yes. if, I, if I remember, it's like Ulf tonight, he's like, yep, and I knocked out overall completion on my challenge log. And I'm like, fuck, I forgot it existed. Well, that's the thing, too. Again. Like, I still have it so the recommended stuff comes up, um, that little post, you know, whenever I log in. Yeah. Um, if they would put just like one or two challenges on there from your challenge log, I, I don't know if there's a way for it to tell which one you've been working towards or are closest to and pop that one onto the list or something that would be amazing just remind you it's there and that there's something to do yeah i got my chocobo one i did the second level of the chocobo one this week um i got i did my high quality gathering one and the obviously the lower quality gathering one and i i did a bunch of them this week i did my retainer ones and i did my map gathering ones and i did i did lots of them just because i one of them popped up and I went, oh, let's go see what else I can do. Because because as has been mentioned in the vast wasteland, we keep looking for things to do. And that's that's a great one to fill in the, the time there. I, I did get my minions. I do have both the minions. However, the cooldown was still 11 more days. Right. I still had 11 more <laughs> days till I can actually. So I decided um, I bought the about all the bardings. I bought uh, ventures and stuff, but. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to stay flames long enough to get a couple more achievements or just run. All I really want is the minions. You can always come back later. I'm not going to worry about the PvP stuff at this point, but... What's kind of cool, too, is, spe is speaking of things to do, it was so neat hearing you all week go, oh, I got to go run this random dungeon that no one's doing anymore. And you were able to do some of them, like, solo... Oh, and, yeah. That was a blast. Yeah, it was getting you going through some stuff that you wouldn't normally be going through and doing something different. Well, I did Dresmiel at Darkhold. Zamil. That's how you say it. Zamil Darkhold as uh, a party member and like a low-level roulette. And I, uh, Kariri and I have boobs right now. We actually made ourselves a raw. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, I need the skankiest outfit possible, right? I don't know why, but I do because right I have boobs and this yeah. would normally drive us crazy, but I had to find the skankiest outfit possible. And that's uh, the dropped set is what is that? The Coliseum gear. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my first time through, it's that first treasure chest. So my first time through in a party, you know, level synced or whatever, I won the bottoms and I'm like, oh man, now I got to come back and do this for the tops. And I'm like, but I don't want to deal with a party and blah, 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 blah. No, usually, usually this is not me. Usually I'm like, I'll deal with the party. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll just run a first chest run over and over again. Well, my, you know, I went in solo as a level 60 and completely devastated the entire place. And in fact, I couldn't even abandon because it hadn't been 15 minutes yet. 
Oh my gosh. So like, so like, I like, I like, I like was at the chest and I was like, yeah, but I've only been in here for, I don't know, five minutes. So I went through and like soloed the boss and everything. And I'm like, all right. But I have to say the first time I was in there that night uh, was actually pretty cool. There was brand new spanking people to that dungeon. And I, I am still kind of thrilled that there's so many new people. I woke up this morning and my husband, Ulf, was running. I don't remember. Tom Tar- not not Tom Tara, the other one, Todorak. And there's like all these, he's like healing Todorak and there's these people with sprouts over their heads. And I'm like, and with real names, right? They're not ASDF. So they're not like gill sellers or something. Mm-hmm. And he's, and he's like, yeah, Hello, all morning. It's all. <laughs> Hello. Anyway. All morning. He's had everything he's been running as low level. Cause he's like 25 or something. Conjurer. And he's like, yeah, it, these dungeons are full of new people and i'm like that's actually pretty exciting that's uh, been our experience as well uh Sina and i have been leveling you know this astrologian she's been leveling um gladiator i think and we've just been seeing tons of new people in there lots and lots of little green sprouts um and they've been popping pretty fast of course they're running as healer and tank but we've we've had no lack of people um entering these dungeons even today i, I guess today was a U.S. holiday in Canada, Canadian holiday as well, different holidays, but uh, Thanksgiving for Canada and uh, Columbus Day for the United States. But there were uh, quite a bit of people playing the lower level dungeons and quite a, quite a bit of sprouts. We like sprouts. Oh, yeah. Well, I even had, they weren't sprouts, but I had, I ran three Never Reaps the other day and two out of three of them, there was at least one new member. And, um, yeah, we stopped and we explained the fights for each one and, and there were no untimely awful deaths and no one acted stupid and it was, we got through it and it was great. I mean, I, I'm, I'm wondering if, I don't know, well, the leveling, I don't know about the sprouts, but like new people in dungeons, I, I, I think people are like returning players. Yeah. That's what I'm wondering if it's going on. It's definitely a possibility. It's interesting. Well, well, maybe people are getting excited excited for 3.1. I don't know. Uh, that said, my husband told me a story today at lunch that he was in a dungeon as I don't. He wasn't the healer. I don't. He was a thaumaturge because he's also leveling his leveling his thaumaturge. And uh, he was in there with an astrologian that didn't cast one single healing type spell the whole time and when they died ask could anyone raise that's interesting and i'm like did you pay well did they pay for power leveling this is an astrologian this means that person should have in theory played all of 2.0 to get to heaven's ward that's why that's just scary i don't i I don't know what to say to that Oh. I did. I did have a healer. We we almost died. Never reap, and everyone in there was overgeared, because the healer occasionally cast a cure and then hit like their lower. I don't even remember what dots do you guys have or like arrow, yeah, arrow. Or stone or something. Stone. Yeah, they cast stone and not like stone three or something. They cast stone like repeatedly. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was, was cure in stone. Was it a bot? Cure in stone. That mob was really heavied. Yeah, it was beautiful. Well, that's Stone 2, isn't it? No, no, stone, no stone, stone 2 is useless now. Stone 1. Stone 2. Yeah, useless. yeah. I, I, But I've run into what has to be bots before. And I was talking to somebody, and they're like, yeah, when they're in a dungeon, they will, like a, like a, like a raid. It was like World of Darkness. If they would type cure, they would get cured. So this is a bot program to cure whoever types cure. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they're out there. I I remember one time I was in World of Darkness and two of the healers kept just like unsheathing their weapon and walking, not running. They would hit the toggle to walk. They would unsheath their weapon, toggle to walk, and they'd wander around for a minute and then they'd cast Medica 2 and then sheath their weapon. And they kept doing it over and over again. Wow. Mm-hmm. Weird, because that's how I cure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clearly. So it's either a bot or Mr. Rubicon Vale. It's me. All right. I think it's time then for the first round. I'm getting thirsty. So we have some news. We have letter from the producer live part 25. So they've set the date. And they're having a 
what's called the Fate, isn't it? A Fate in Hiroshima? Yes. I believe is what it's called. That's on Sunday, October 25th at 3.30 a.m. PDT. I have no idea what time that is here. That is Probably 5.30 a.m. here. Central time. Here, here is central time for those yes. of you who don't know. <laughs> Since everyone lives here, obviously. It might be radiant. What does what radiant call that? Radiant, radiant, radiant standard, standard time. time. Radiant standard time. All right. The themes are a patch 3.1 preview. Yay! Uh, Yoshi P will discuss the upcoming exploratory missions and the Lord of a Minion, as well as field questions taken from the official forum. I can't wait. And also miscellaneous ex- announcements. So yay. And this will be like some of the pre- past ones. They're going to give us a URL later for YouTube Live, Nico Nico Live, Twitch, and uh, that kind of thing. Uh, you can now submit some questions. They're going to have... Um, there is a, well, there already is a thread on the official forum. So look for it. And then it looks like we can also post questions, uh, by following the official Final Fantasy 14 Twitter account, which is at FF underscore XIV underscore EN and send your tweets containing XIV live hashtag. So at hashtag XIV live. So there is a thread, there's a Twitter feed. And there's what looks like there's three. It looks like there's three. Um, Guess these are topics right the now, themes. right? Yeah. So there's like a ask questions for Lords of a Minion. Ask questions uh, to the item team lead Hayashi, and ask questions about exploratory missions. I need to go and ask like a bunch of questions, or go like a bunch of questions. Yeah, you can go into these, and if you if you go into like if you go into the item lead one. Um, you can see a bunch of questions that have nothing to do with items. That's what I've heard. I've heard <laughs> that ours are really, really bad right now. Because hey. yeah, they're they're like, okay, this is about Lords of Rubinia. Yeah, let's post they're about not housing. Following the know? rules at all in there, yeah. but you know, like some have, uh, some others have said. I think Sina had mentioned this that in in things like this, they just straight up ignore the questions that have nothing to do with what they're talking about. I mean, they come on, let's get real. They they probably already know what they want to talk about, so they pick the questions that are related to what they're going to release for information anyway. So it's kind of set up. Maybe th- is that just jaded of me to think of it that way? But it's oh, it, that might be a little really. jaded. But 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 they do know what they want to talk sure. about. I I do I would suggest people though go in and actually ask a legitimate question in the correct forum yes. thread. It, and or you know don't double post go in there and like stuff i actually went in and liked some stuff earlier because i yes i want to hear about that but don't also like everything because they're gonna they're gonna have a threshold somewhere where they're even gonna bother this one the item team lead her ass she that one has seven pages at this point there's there's a yeah. lot of stuff there yeah so and, and a lot of us have the same questions a lot of us have how is exploratory missions going to work and you know I, I don't have a whole lot of lord of her minion questions at this point i guess well maybe well i don't know i'd like to see gameplay but of those two because i feel like they've covered a lot of the stuff for lord of her minion for the exploratory missions and for void arc as is for me i'd like to see gameplay of lord of her minion and gameplay of exploratory missions or i would like to find out the parameters of exploratory missions like mm-hmm. what's the time limit how do our airships work you know we, we're cranking out our fourth airship here and there's five different stats that go to airships well, what is what is the speed stat stat do? What is the cargo hold stat gonna affect? Is that gonna affect exploratory missions and how? Those are the kind of questions that I have for it. For item lead, I guess I can see there being seven pages because I feel. Oh, I'm gonna throw a correction real quick. Yeah, there are not seven pages. There are twenty five. Holy moly! Oh, 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 man! That's uh, that. There's a there's a lot. Well, for as many pages as there are. I can I can understand because I have a lot of questions concerning what they promised us for 3.0 with horizontal gear what, stuff. What happened? Horizontal gear. What, yes. what, what happened yeah. with all of that? What and, and and more more questions that the community has out there that I'm sure we we have as well. All right, so they are going to forward the selected questions. It sounds like to Yoshi and Yoshida will attempt to field as many as possible to the best of his ability. So 
They are going to post the questions and answers on the official forums in real time, guys. Actually, this is one of the things I was hoping they were going to do because we've had other letters where there was no official translation for how long. Mm-hmm. So in real time, which means maybe by the time Yelta crawls her ass out of bed, they might post it. <laughs> oh, so please look forward to it. Oh, and there was somebody asked, can we have please look forward to it added to the auto translator? And I'm like, yes, I would love that. I would love that. All right, new optional items are available. Uh, you get three guesses, and the first two don't count, guys. What What do you think is going to be up there when you saw that post if the first time? If I had time? to think, I would say Halloween stuff from last year, or maybe, maybe if we're lucky, Halloween stuff from last year. So did you think maybe those cookies from 1.0? <laughs> do you remember the cookie event with the... Okay. I the, do. The, 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 the crab cookies? Yes. Yes, the chocobo crab cookies. I loved that quest, by the <laughs> way. Of course. We have, it, we have it fully documented on our blog, I think, if I remember correctly. All right. The new optional items are $5 for eerie garments. So it looks like you get the hat, the robe, the tights, and the shoes for 5 bucks. Yes. It's actually a very, very cute witch's outfit. I actually really like it. Uh, I earned it myself last year, as I know Kariri did. Ruby, did you do the event? Of course. I don't let an event go by without doing it. And then the pumpkin earrings, which are also kind of cute, but kind of kind of silly. The earring barding is perhaps one of my top five bardings, actually. It's like this little white mask on the Chocobo's beak, and it's all black. The wings look kind of spiderweb theme, and there's a little jack-o'-lantern on his head. Well, there's one on his back, too, that's painted oh, up like a yeah. moogle. And that's oh, yeah. my favorite. The little jack-o'-lantern on his head and the little moogle jack-o'-lantern are my favorite part of that whole set. Yeah, it's great. Guys, I just thought of a new question looking at the pictures here. I thought of a new question for the item lead, and I have to go look for it. You know, on the holidays, we get the ho- there's decorations that yes. we don't have that we don't have like the, even if like the simple little wall wall decorations they put up have like bats and jack-o'-lanterns on them mm-hmm. i like those for our house or what about that even in the the one picture with like the three stacked jack-o'-lanterns with the witch's hat yes that would be fantastic yes but they need to give us the ability to save our current furniture Oh, I wish well, that we, I go. wish, I wish we could save, save a template of how the house is set up right now. Then we can go crazy decorating for other events, and then we could put it back later. Um, I think you've been playing too much Happy Home Academy. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I saw the credits roll and I was disappointed, but that's a whole other podcast or something. <laughs> All right, so for the low, low price of five, three, and seven dollars, you can have everything from last year. I think fifteen. Thank you, because I can't math good. All right, what's on tap? It's time for the developer's blog and tracker info. We have 14 hours of memories. This was kind of a late, I thought, edition. Real late. Real late. I was, in fact, when I when they posted this, I stared at it going, did I miss something? No, it was so long ago. Uh, they do have a blog post about that 14-hour anniversary event. So you can go check it out. There was there was some interesting stuff, but I think stuff we already saw, if you watched it. We got to see the green afro. Foxlan, you're so weird. I still love you. There was a, I don't even know how you say it, piazza cake. And it's kind of gruesome when they sh- cut his face into That's four pieces. That's creepy as shit. That's creepy as hell. That's yeah. creepy it's as the hell. eyes. It's the it's eyes. It's the eyes. The cutting, but yeah, the, the eyes alone are a little creepy. <laughs> how would you say that? Paisa? Paisa? I don't know how. I don't know how you say Paisa. it. I don't know. There was that uh, that that uh, space Paisa meme that was going around for which quite I still a while. don't fucking understand. But that's okay. I don't get it. It's the I see the universe in their eyes. We also have a hair club for Eorzea, where we talk about. They show us some pictures actually. Oh man, that's a blue afro. So some of the new hairstyles coming in patch 3.1. Not all of them are in here. Uh, it sounds like there's more than that are picture here. We do have an afro. It looks like it's available for the male and female. The bottom picture is a Lalafell with very Yelta purple hair. I don't know. I thought I had that trademarked. 
So, <laughs> so, so it looks like the males get an afro and a couple of other hairstyles. I kind of like that short. I, I like that short one on the male makote, but that would be cute on a female too. I don't understand why they don't just. I don't know why they're not just unisex hairstyles for yeah. some. The female hairstyles, that's actually a really pretty look. And one of the things, this is really funny. It's like someone has spy cameras in my house. But Kariri and I, were we remade ourselves in an Aura image. And one of the things we were bitching about is while we have all these lovely little scales all over our face, almost all the hairstyles cover up the forehead. I think there were only four where you could fully see the forehead. So it's kind of, yeah, I'm looking at this picture though, and one of them has a full open forehead and one does not. But I'm, I'm glad that, I'm glad that there's at least one more where you could see. But yeah, it was really bizarre. I mean, how many hairstyles are there? Like 20 or something? And four of them, you can see your forehead. There's such pretty scales that, I mean, that's, that's one of the only distinguishing features, you know, for them. So, well, in my Lala fell. She has the little, like, bindi, the little, like, dot on her head, the little decorative thing. And you can't see it in so many hairstyles. On top of that, there's some really, really cool hairpins and chain. There's, like, little chain head. Your The headgear is, like, a little neat chain thing. Cannot see it in almost all the hairstyles. Yep. It's like, seriously? Okay, so I have to get, talk to you guys. What do you think of the afro? Now, mind you, I like a good afro. I think it looks sexy as hell on the right person. Do you, do you guys think they, they really pulled off the afro or does it, people were complaining no. it looks kind of like a joke. It looks like a mushroom cap. Looks like, I, that's exactly looks what like I was Toad's a mushroom cap. Yeah, I was going to say with the, with the right coloring and highlights, if they had circular highlights, Ruby would be a happy camper. Because, <laughs> because totally I, I, I love some toad. toad. Yeah. 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 No, the, it's, it's. I know they tried, man, and I'm, I'm, but it's atrocious. It really is. And the way it's outlined, you know, just the edges, I see where they're trying to do like a side burny thing. So it wasn't so just one big circle on your head or something, but it just looks like someone went in and paint and just sort of erased with a big eraser around the face. Mm-hmm. You know, it does. Look at the Lalafell one, that last picture. Well, why That's does the female. Like to me. Why does the female, I think that's a female Lalafell. Why does a female Lalafell have sideburns anyway? Because I'm sorry, I have seen afros on women and they they look sexy as hell. They look really oh, yeah. cool, but they don't have sideburns on the girls. So wait, this one's a unisex hairstyle. Some of the other unisex I hairstyles so, yeah. look fine without changes on male and female. But for this one... They decided to go without changing it, male and female. It just seems backwards. They just take out the 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 sideburns for females on this one, and let us have some unisex styles for the others. But you know, such as the uh, the character creation of this game, there's there's always a little bit left to be desired. Well, and I know that they missed the uh, deadline of having the afro in earlier because it had too many too many polygons in it. Too many polygons or something. I seem to remember hearing that, but I I think they can do better. Maybe they'll maybe they'll continue to adjust it because it just or maybe it'll look better in game too. Sometimes things in these pictures don't look that awesome, but they look better in game. So, and I believe they said there's going to be other hairstyles. Yes, at the very end it says there are still more hairstyles to choose from, so be sure to keep an eye out. So yay, we love us some good hairstyles. Well, yeah, and I think they did a good job on the other ones. I mean, I like, was it the Mikote male, his, the one he's got on? I think that's really cute. Or the, the, the row guy. I, I think those hairstyles look good. I think the new female hairstyles look good. That afro is just, for something that they've been touting for a while, I'm kind of surprised that all the rest of them look like they've had more care taken with them. Does that sound right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. And just the I, others look like better designs. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they tried too hard. Maybe they worried about it too much. They might have stared at it too long and, and something odd happened. I don't know. All right. Now we have some dev tracker. And the first one is Retainer Ventures. We need to talk. Uh, they're, they're talking about, you know, you send people out in I-170 gear on like maybe a quick venture and they bring you back a high elixir. Or seaweed, right? So you level them up, 
and it's it's fairly well not it's not totally pointless i send mine out all the time for stuff i need you know skins or reage or you know alchemy stuff all sorts of stuff but it's it's kind of kind of lame the percentage of getting unique items has to be abysmally low is what this writer said they've sent their poor retainer out for a month and she only brought back one unique item level 60 pair of shoes so far well they don't really they don't really address that but zexo says in patch 3.1 we'll be introducing items that were introduced in patch 3.0 to quick ventures and the next reply in the thread says Always great to hear from the team, but it really doesn't address the problem here. It will t- actually make it worse, since you're adding a ton more common items for your retainers to bring back. Mine brought... I sent mine on a Quick Ventures today, and uh, one brought me back a fish, like a chub. Another one brought me back a... Uh, it was the outside of a house. The whole, not a roof, even the whole outside of the house. Oh, these would look lovely next to my map and my ink pens. Yeah, that's. <laughs> come on, there should be tiers of gear that you know when the when they're I one seventy. Yeah, I, I get that you can't get something great all the time, but there should be the lame good stuff and the really good good stuff. I mean, what's the point then? Well, yeah, you don't they, want fat cats every time. No, no, but but they could knock off a couple. They know that the market is tanked on some of this stuff. That no, and even if they, they weren't being given out with retainers, they're not going to be valuable ever, ever again. So why don't you just as if, if you're wearing I one seventy, if your if your retainers level sixty, why don't you just knock off a tier of that crappy shit? You can give us new crappy shit. I'm fine with new crappy shit. But get rid of some of the old stuff. Just cull it as you level up or something. I don't know. There's got to be a solution. All right. The next one is cancel macro buff. And it says, why is this not a thing yet? Astrologian needs this since trying to cancel a bad card in the mid of a big pull or an intensive damage phase can be quite dangerous. And game pan players have it even worse. So is this when you cast a buff and it's not what you want and it's hard for them to get to take the buff off? Is that what they're... Um, I suppose. I mean, there's not really... Yeah, I mean, I guess you can put the wrong buff on the wrong person, have them cancel it out. But, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's not too bad. I mean, I guess I can see if you put, for example, if you put the Ewer on um, 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 Black Mage, well, they don't need the extra MP. It's going to mess up with their rotation. But how is that the... How is that the Astrologian's problem? I mean, yeah, maybe they made a mistake by putting the wrong buff on somebody, but is it that difficult for clicking off? I don't see how that's the Astrologian's problem. That's the player's problem, who perhaps may be on a gamepad having a hard time canceling a buff. I Sometimes I put a late regen on a tank, and that yeah, tank that's needs to take the regen it. off yep. of it. So that, that I can understand is important. So I understand Zexo's response here. Uh, about uh, removing buffs on a gamepad. I don't get the question calling it an astrologian problem other than, whoops, wrong uh, wrong buff on wrong person. Yeah, I can see it kind of being a pain. My husband plays on PS4, and he sometimes has trouble, like, targeting, way more troubles targeting things and way more trouble, like, getting... Like, I can c- click on my screen and cancel. Like, if I'm tanking, I can cancel regen off me very, very quickly. But it's it's way harder to get to that part of the screen, I think, for a gamepad player. I don't know. All right, we also have a very lengthy post. I read almost every word, maybe not quite. Uh, Fern Wells uh, gave us a lesson in dragon speak, and it he he first starts with a an apology. It took so long. And then basically he's like, I'm going to put, put what I have now because this will never be done. Kind of how I read it. She talks all about the birth of the language, you know, and a whole overview. And I, I actually want to go back now and rewatch some of the cutscenes and, and see if I can hear some of the language. This is, this is a very, very in-depth language here. And he created this a long time ago. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting when they talked about how, well, they, they, it sounded like they were like us. They're like, oh, we'll release Ishgard in the first patch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So did you you guys read this? What did you think about it? I did. I thought it was really fascinating and so in-depth and so 
racist. I mean, it's <laughs> it's a very rich language, you know. I mean, it's very, and I like how he explains how it's economical. They've been, they've had tens of thousands of years to break it all down and get rid of words that are redundant and you know things like that and the just the different um you know they have their own consonants and i I like the the different rules i mean they actually go into grammatical rules verb object subject where we do it the other way around you know like one of the examples they use is the (laughs) the wombat ate the lalafell Um, the dragons would say ate lalafell wombat which kudos for for the example as well but you know it's just (laughs) dragons hate lalafell yeah, no, it's just it's fantastic the way the way it, all of the detail to this, and then um, there were actually some really long replies as well, you know, um, where they they corrected some things. Um, so that's what it was in the dev tracker on and off, you know, from Wallace was was over and over again going, oh, yep, caught that, I'll fix it now, and then he answered some more questions later as people had them in the in the thread. So. It's really neat. I don't know. What do you think, Ruby? I didn't get a chance to read this entire thing. I am skimming it here now. What I think is impressive about the thing in, a, in, in as a whole, um, I go back to great writers like uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, um, C.S. Lewis, uh, people who fleshed out their own worlds, and in, especially in Tolkien's case where he created the, the uh, elf language and um, uses the same type of things to help build a universe. I mean, you you can con- concoct a lore, you can concoct a world, um, but you have to have these deep, enriching things that make it come alive, and language is part of it. And the fact that Koji Fox is so creative and so intelligent that he can create a language for a world in his mind he created, and and. What's really incredible reading the top part of this is that he it sat on a shelf for like four and a half years since this was slated for 1.0 and it never turned up. That this dream of his, this creation, just sat on a on a desk and he was able to use that much later. Yeah, the world of Heidelin would be nothing without Koji Fox. We wouldn't have yep. Heidelin. We wouldn't have Eorzea. We wouldn't have heaven's word without the the mind of koji fox it's, it's incredible i was just gonna say he really kind of takes the story and gives it life for us you know that um, you know every, everybody else does too but he you know the, we have you know the people who do this you know the music and the graphics and you know all the all you forget sometimes that people are sitting there writing the programs that make it so when i push f1 something happens you know it that kind of thing but I think we really what really brings it to life is this lore makes it interesting. Oh yeah, I've played plenty of other MMOs and other games that just didn't have the same rich experience and you get to you lose you really lose interest because there's nothing that really hooks you into it. I think that's we go back to our argument Coil versus Alexander and you know one of our main arguments had been about the story and the the rich lore behind the binding coil and we just don't know the the fullness of the alexander story just yet we're hoping there's more we're confident that there's more um but the the story the richness the lore is what makes this world so special and it's just all out of the mind of koji fog there's others i'm sure that help he can't just solely be the one behind it but there is so much that comes from koji fox that goes into final fantasy 14 He's a genius. Well, and part of it too that is so impressive to me is that the, there's it works both ways with him because it's one thing to take someone else's world and fit your, your stuff into their world. No, it's it's one thing to have the freedom to create your own world or your own stories and and everything in it. It's another thing for someone to say, "Okay, here's the world I created. I need you to make this this and this work in a story. Go." And he can do both. I mean, he, he really, in some ways, they give him the freedom to do what he wants. And in other ways, they, they give him the restrictions and say, make it fit, make it work, make it brilliant. And he does. He, he, did, he makes it worth both ways. And, and, you know, we also have some serious lore mongers out there. You know, if you ever go 
read in in the lore forum there there's some people and they're they're seriously putting him through his paces i mean they they really are you know some of the questions they ask and and he he comes back with in-depth very logical very specific answers and and he fills in gaps where there are them are are some and he you know makes it all come to life he pulls it all together I like they're asking, you know, like, to what extent do the spoken races understand dragon speak? And to what extent do dragons speak Eorzean? And, you know, assuming the average Eorzean doesn't understand dragon speak, what are the chances that reference material can be found in repositories like the Great Google Library? And he has answers to all of these things. Very in-depth, very well-thought answers. And it just, it, it impresses the heck out of me. You know, it, it it's even with the lyrics to songs and things or, or, or you know, re changing them from Japanese to English, you know, tra translating and changing them to, to fit or, you know, he makes it work and he makes them wonderful. And yeah, you're right. It's just pure genius when it comes to this. I really liked how he talked about how, you know, the first brood, if you've played through the storyline, you know that who the first brood is. And, and they're the oldest dragons on Or Orzea. They're, you know, Midgore Summer came to Orzea, had his children here, and 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 they speak one language because they live for frickin' ever. And then, but they're, but the, you know, the other broods, they don't speak the same language because they don't you know how like you know someone good enough you finish your sentences that's how the first brood is but you know the other ones they talk differently they you know <laughs> and they had to learn a language they can't necessarily understand themselves because they don't you know they don't know what Bahamut would be thinking or they don't know you know that kind of thing what Tiamat would be thinking so I thought that was actually really interesting too that you know they they talk differently and if you've done the uh quests out in I can't remember where uh but um you talk to that little that little baby dragon he's so cute and his mom wants you to you know put him in his place and oh yeah you know yeah because yeah. they talk different so anyway I thought it was awesome and it's awesome to watch him talk uh Koji Fox. It's awesome to watch him in an interview or something because his eyes light up. He loves oh, his yeah. job, I think, right? He is passionate about storytelling, about getting that story out there in a format that we will all enjoy. He's he's just awesome. All right. Any other comments on that? Thoughts? I, I think we just wrote a love note to <laughs> Koji Fox and, and I think that covers about how we feel about this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last call. It's time for some shout outs. Kariri brought this to my attention, to our attention. There is a a pretty darn fun free company webcomic. Yeah, um, I was looking through uh, the dev tracker today and they have one. Um, someone commented, one of the devs commented on um, if you're in the general discussion, there's something called FC webcomics. And um, player Zmog FC posted FC Web's comics, The Seventh Circus. And it's just some really adorable comics about things, game happenings, life in Eorzea. And some of them, some of them get a little uh, PG-13, but, but all of them are absolutely hilarious. There, there's... We, we just went through before the show and most of our prep was sitting in silence and then, you know, gales of laughter as we finished different comics. So I, I really enjoyed some of them. Did you get a, you got a chance to look at some they, of them, Ruby? Did you the, have any favorites? They are hilariously on point. Um, favorites, all of them are favorites just because they're everything that we had ever talked about. Well, of course, a favorite of mine is because... I have noticed for a long time that these poison icons are are green penises, yes. and and there is clearly uh, the Seventh Circus shouts this out with the the adventurer uh, in um, Brayflock's Longstop getting getting the pelican squirting poisons all over this guy Venom and seeing the little penises over their head and uh, get them off, get them off. Hey, that's <laughs> that's what my Asuna is for, right? But these are all just solid on point different scenarios that we have talked about here on the podcast or just 
us in game going like, oh my God, what, you know, about glamour, about hairstyles, about uh, anything and everything, they, they touch on it. Skill sellers and altaholics and yeah, no, everything. And, and, you know, problems with, with slutty looking gear that for dragoons that should be the same as, you know, other people's, but it's not. Um, and they talk about, you know, things that are actual game issues. They, you know, they've got one that's on the, uh, <laughs> they, as they titled it, an ode to the DPSQ, killing hopes, crushing dreams and slapping <laughs> babies. You know, I mean, they're, they're showing, you know, the Q time. Average wait time, 26 minutes, and at one point it's 31.58, and then it's nine hours and 22 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, and they're, you know, standing there all psyched about being Black Mage, and then snoring, and then <laughs> sobbing. You know, it's just like, it, it's pretty great. We talked for weeks about all the, the complaints about uh, Dark Side, and they have one just... <laughs> <laughs> the unt, 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 you know, like bringing bring the uh, Dark Knight to the club and, and hanging the disco ball next to him so we can have the red flashing laser lights everywhere. This, It's just on point. What else can I say? There, There's another, I have another favorite that some guy goes into the bar in Limsa and, wow, are you a real pirate? And I'm not going to ruin it, but I, I cackled for, for, it was real cackling. <laughs> it was a, it was a real thing. Yeah. And then I have another one that's just so real for me and Yalta, the, the hashtag Lala problems. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, when you try to show off new gear, I love this new gear. Look at the designer on the knees, knees. And someone else says, I can't see shit. And someone else goes, Lala's have knees, you know, it's just of getting trampled by hunt mobs and, you know, that you going, good morning, everyone, and everyone going, where are you? Uh oh, the voices are back. And who said that? You know, just it's so cute. Oh, no. There's a couple of them about like um, everybody emoting instead of talking. Oh yeah, because adventurers don't have their own voice. Exactly. <laughs> so funny. This comic really deserves uh, to be hosted somewhere that it's it's uh, you can actually go find them all. Maybe I we did. just didn't find it. Did we find did. it? I did go to, um, I just went to Google, typed in the Seventh Circle FFXIV, and their um, their guild works came up. So so you can get to their comic there, I believe. Yeah, that section of the forums is is uh, open to the public, it looks like. Yeah, so, um, but, but the easiest way to find it right now is probably just to go on the forums, go into ge- general discussion, and it's FC Web Comics. All right, we love people who create fan content for the game. That's awesome. Uh, other, there's another group out there making a podcast, another fan content. That's Whispering Dawn. I was on there, and now Ruby, he was on there too. So, let you talk about that. That's right. Um, I was on there last night. Uh, Whispering Dawn hosts every Sunday night on Twitch, their Twitch channel, Whispering Dawn. And they're, uh, they're there every Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern. They have their own Twitter handle, and that's at whispering underscore dawn. I was there. We had a good time. We, we ran about two hours, and we're just – I mean it's, it's kind of like what we do. We just shoot the shit, and we talk about whatever topics was going on. And um, they have a really good live format. So check them out when you get a chance. Uh, let them know what you think. Um, they are uh, – they're open for comments and suggestions at any time and just happy to be on there. And, you know, really, we say it week after week. There's a slew of people in the community across servers um, that do art. They do videos. They do blogs. They do these web comments, comics. They do um, – some people host their own sites and they do the, the guides. They do like the Minion Menagerie and these databases and – there is just so much talent that's out there. Um, and then, you know, talentless people like us that are just talking heads and just repeat the news every week. After week. Talentless people like me that, that talk about the news week by week. No, I, I say that in all jest. The, we, we love this game, and the ones that create content for Final Fantasy uh, love Final Fantasy XIV. Um, and... It's just nice to be able to show support with uh, with other podcasts and um, other people out there that uh, show their love for the game. So, anyway, happy to be aboard and happy to be on their show uh, this past uh, this past Sunday. 
I think Kariri also had something that she wanted to say as well. I just spotted another thing that I had forgotten I was going to mention. Uh, we've talked about Nom Nom before. Oh, yeah. XMB uh, Nom Nom, yeah. Nom Nom came out with a new comic for the first time in months and Ooh. months and months. So, yeah, go go. Um, easiest way to find Nom Nom is just go to Google and type in XIV Nom Nom. Um, yeah, just it's just a cute one. I, I it, it's honestly it's not even my favorite. It made me giggle. It, don't get me wrong. But but she's got some much, much better ones than this one. But I was so happy to see that she had made one. I was just. I had to mention it. So, yeah, go check it out. It, the new one's called As a Scholar, and I think she put it out on the 10th. So, Oh, my God. See, this one really hit home when I saw it. I forgot that I had read this <laughs> one. And it's when you go through the, uh, was it, is it the Fractal con- Continuum? Continuum, yeah. Yeah, so this place is built, if you haven't been there, it's like a museum. And there's these little kiosks where you can, like, read the technology exhibit notes. And, and it, it's pretty good because she, I did this, like, my first time healing in there. I think my party died because I was reading. I've done this a few <laughs> times. Yeah. And I said that really badly, and I apologize because I adore this comic. I loved this comic. I'm just saying she's got so many good ones that, that came out like I didn't like it. No, I, I really, it tickled me for sure. We love you. all right then it's closing time you don't have to go home but you can't stay here you can find us on twitter our handle is at gtffxiv you can email us at gtffxiv at gmail.com our recordings can be found on soundcloud at soundcloud.com slash gtffxiv and on itunes you can search for us use gather together or GTFFXIV. It's time for personal plugs. I'm going to pick on Ruby first. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Rubicon Vale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. And I'm still doing that Twitch thing on Tuesday nights. That is at 9 o'clock Central on TXK Hot Sauce. They're on Twitch. All right. How about you, Kariri? I am, as always, on Twitter at Kariri Sumasu, K-A-R-I-R-I. S-U-M-A-S-U And you can find me, Yelta, on Twitter also at Yelta Sumasu Y-E-L-T-A S-U-M-A-S-U Alright, that's it guys. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. Bye now. Bye. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.